please. Uh, Houston, we've had a problem. We've had a main B bus undervolt. Roger, main B undervolt. Okay, stand by 13, we're looking at it. Welcome to Positive Arse Talks, hosted by Mike. The show that talks all things Arsenal, looking to build a positive relationship amongst the fans and players. Grab your cup of tea and stick around with me. It's Thursday, January 28th, 2021. Episode 16. Still undefeated in the Premier League. Welcome to episode number 16. There's double digits, baby. Today's topics include discussing our 19th and 20th English Premier League games against Newcastle and Southampton, as well as our fifth round FA Cup match tie against Southampton that we were eliminated from. And let's get right into it. So, Arsenal versus Newcastle. The lineup looked as such. Leno and Nett swore as it right back. Right center back was Holding, left center back was David Luiz, left back was Tierney. We were playing a 4-2-3-1, so we had Thomas Partey and Granada Jaka starting together for the first time. Uh, We had Bakaya Saka on the right attacking mid, Emile Smith-Rose the center attacking mid, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang as the left attacking mid, and Alexandra Lacazette as the striker. So, 16th minute, we saw that Bukai Saka played a great ball across the six-yard box, and Aubameyang hit the woodwork. Um, I thought, personally, he should have finished it, but after watching so many replays, especially from the highlights, it does look like there was a slight deflection from one of the Newcastle defenders, which made Aubameyang have to, like, reposition himself in a weird way that made him mis- misdirect the kick, kind of. So it, it's tough. It all happened so fast, but it is what it is. Um, bunch of back and forth, a uh, few opportunities for Newcastle in the span of time, as well as Arsenal in the 44th minute. Uh, we saw a bombing and played a cross that hit Myron's shin and almost deflected into the net, but Darler made a great save. Uh, first half pretty much ended after that. The uh, you know, just kind of slow, look like, what's going on here, uh, are we really here to win, or is this going to be one of those matches where it's like, oh, it's Newcastle, let's just shit the bed, right, but, nope, 47th minute, we saw Bakaya Saka's cross was blocked, and Lacazette collected the ball extremely well, he took a shot that Darla was able to get his hands on, and too far out of reach for a bombing, and Emil Smith-Rowe on that side to even catch a rebound. But, 49th minute, we saw Partey played a great ball out to Aubameyang. Uh, You know, outside of the left part of the 18-yard box. He took it all the way to the goal. Damn, he used his left foot as well. He smashed it. Arsenal up 1-0. More built confidence for the man. Man like Oba. 60th minute, we saw Aubameyang offered the ball to Emil Smith-Rowe and took his man on from the left side and found Saka all by himself at the PK spot for a second goal for Arsenal. Arsenal up 2-0 at this point. And in the 77th minute, 
Makai Saka played a ball to Cedric, and Cedric was able to backheel, plus Meg in the same instance, the defender that was on him, and Saka was able to receive that ball, and then also play Cedric behind the defense. Cedric almost ran the ball out of bounds, but VAR checked and saw the last inch or two of the ball never crossed the line, so he played it in the middle. And our man Aubameyang was there. Finish it up. Arsenal up 3-0. And we pretty much won the game at that point. Uh, not much going on for Newcastle in terms of attempts made and all that stuff and sort. But, yeah, let's move on to the next match. So, first, I'm going to do it in order of the dates that the games were played, as usual. And we played against Southampton last Saturday. I wasn't able to watch the game, but I have enough notes and recollection of things that I think is good enough to talk about. Um, but, either way, it was the fifth round of the FA Cup, and the lineup looked as such. We had Burn Leno in net, uh, Hector Bellerin at right back, uh, Rob Holding was playing right center back, Gabriel was playing left center back, and Cedric Suarez was playing left back. Still going with that 4-2-3-1. Real strong. Mohamed Elneny and Xhaka were playing in center defensive mid-rolls. Then we had Pepe playing right attacking mid. Willian as the center attacking mid. Martinelli as the left attacking mid. And Enkedia up top. Again, I wasn't able to really watch this game. And for whatever reason, my ESPN account only allowed me to watch a replay of the match for 24 hours. In which case, I did miss because I was away for the weekend. Hanging out with the girlfriend and such and chilling with her but i saw the highlights with no time spans and based off the lineup or tennis setup you could see guys like smith Rowe and soccer were getting a rest i understand as cup holders we want to hold the crown hold the cup uh reclaim our glory you know that whole thing but at the same point i'm not dissatisfied as others have felt only because i do want this team to excel in the premier league and it looks like that's on arteta's mind too we have the Europa League to look forward to as well, and we're just getting into a firm position of claiming ourselves in the top half of the Premier League. So, unlike last year when there was really a lost hope and cause and all of that stuff, uh, we're kind of outside of the sixth place area at that point in time. And honestly, the FA Cup games can just serve all kinds of different injuries and stuff because we're playing so much it's another game added to your week in case you're a part of that and now our guys could get a rest from that so look we'll go for the 15th maybe next year maybe next year we're going for the double i don't know if we're going to be good enough to win the premier league but damn i'm going to be as optimistic as i possibly can because hey that's the power of the law of attraction something i'm thinking about maybe i want maybe it's gonna happen but you know, we'll get to that point. We'll cross that threshold. But the one goal I scored against us came from Walker Peters receiving the ball out on the right where he was able to take on Cedric and kick the ball in between his legs. But what happened was uh, in that same flow of progress of the ball, it would appear that Gabriel had tapped the ball too and it deflected in a weird angle where Leonard was able to get a hand to it but it hit the inside of the goal post and went in um, not much we could do I heard that Gabriel was off he hasn't played in a while like 
off with uh, his game, and not his fit, and Pepe doing Pepe things as usual. Um, and Ketty apparently had an opportunity from Pepe that he delivered, but I mean, there's gonna be more, more stuff going on, you know. I, I, I know that Pepe has a big price tag on him, and it's not fair to judge him by that. But damn, we we wasted quite a bit of money, it seems, you know. And I don't know all the ins and outs and anything else that happened during that span of time to make that deal go through. I thought it was actually great. I mean, I I don't know. It's just one of those weird instances where players go to a different club and just don't perform as well as they did. And most of this time, he didn't really even have like a center attacking mid to play with and stuff of that sort. So it is what it is, you know. But we'll get to the third match. And again, that was against Southampton. And that was on Tuesday. And the lineup looked as such. Burnt Leno was a nap, playing a 4-2-3-1. Bellerin comes back into the side. Right center back holding. Left center back Louise. Left back Suarez. Center defensive mids were Shaka and Thomas Partey. Bukaya Sacco on the right attacking mid. Smith Rose, the center attacking mid. Pepe is a left attacking mid, filling in for Aubameyang. He was missing because of family matters. And Lacazette was playing striker forgot to mention um tyranny wasn't in the lineup because he apparently has a calf injury uh that was designated uh, after the southampton game over the weekend he wasn't even in the lineup still but i don't know how much difference that made but the game went as such in the third minute ward prowse played an excellent corner to the center of the 18 yard box definitely pre-planned they practiced it all the time and it landed perfectly. There was like one bounce on the ground where Armstrong could just bury the ball into the back of the net. That's one hill in Southampton. Ironically enough, it was Pepe's man to mark, but, you know, just wants to leave him wide open. In the eighth minute, Shaka played an excellent ball, uh, through ball toward uh, Pepe, and he finished it with his left foot. He redeems himself. 1-1 for now. <laughs> in the 14th minute, uh, Cedric almost had a cheeky volley. I mean, that was almost a screamer, but uh, kind of went a little wide. And a bunch of back and forth, uh, different developing plays for Southampton and different developing plays for Arsenal. But in the 39th minute, we saw Lacazette found Saka behind the defense on a through ball. And for whatever reason, McCarthy overcommitted himself out of the 18-yard box to try and beat Saka to the ball. But Saka's too fast, so he dribbled around him and finished with a pass into the goal. Arsenal up 2-1. In the 50th minute, uh, Walcott almost uh, scored a screamer against us. I mean, he's still got some steam in the engine. 72nd minute, William came on the field. A minute earlier where this happened, and there was a throw-in on the left side, and he hustled his ass off to make sure that he trailed the ball back to Cedric and keep the ball, keep possession. It's really good play from William. I mean, you don't hear that much. But, way to stay committed, Cedric then was able to play a brilliant switch over to Saka, and Saka was then able to play the ball on the 6-yard box for Lacazette, who found his way on the end of it to score Arsenal's third goal of the night. Again, I know that these podcasts are getting a little 
shorter and shorter and whatever. Uh, I'm working on different things. Uh, I have... I'm thinking about building my own PC so I can just start streaming stuff. Maybe you can see my beautiful mug. <laughs> uh, we can connect through there. We can talk. Um, we would have some like guests and stuff through Discord, into the Twitch live streams, maybe on YouTube and stuff. I mean, there's ways to have it all going forward. But yeah, a lot of things I'm working on. Uh, maybe I'll even switch it up to just start talking about the Premier League as a whole, like, each game that passes and stuff, and who knows? Um, if anyone's been trying to find me on Twitter, Twitter's locked me out. It's telling me that I can't reuse my phone number, but I've only used it once for that account, and for whatever reason, it won't give me a verification code, so I'm gonna have to figure out something for that. Uh, not that I was even really talking too much on there, but I gotta figure something out, right? Uh, I just can't log in. It's not suspended or something. It just thinks I'm like a robot for whatever reason. It won't send me a code. It just, this phone number is already in use. And it's like, all right, well, how do you unuse it so I can use it again? Please fix me. But, you know, Twitter's on the other end of uh, free speech. We'll just go with that. <laughs> in conclusion... It sucks getting kicked out of the fifth round of the FA Cup, right? But I'm not entirely defeated by it. It's always nice to win trophies, but at what cost, really? Like I explained earlier, if you go for the win in the FA Cup and then, bam, you overplayed someone like Smith Rowe or Saka or Tierney or one of those guys and they're out for the rest of the season because of an injury or they just have muscle tightness cramps. Something happens that prevents them from playing and they have a nagging injury that just never subsides, you know? We don't need any more of that. We miss Tierney deeply, and hope he'll be back soon. As he has a bruised calf issue right now. Uh, Bomyang missed the two missed uh, the last two matches, and you know one of them was a Premier League game, which was a result of his mother being very sick. Uh, wish her good health. So far, we've gone undefeated. In the last six Premier League matches, and I'm loving it. I see the tide turns. You know, I told you guys, it doesn't last forever. It always has to. And the last thing I'll mention, just because we're in January, and there have been some massive updates from things, uh, transfer business, right? We've agreed mutually with Ozil and Socrates to terminate their contracts and get them off the wage books. Uh, possibly Mustafi to follow with that trend. We sent Saliba out on loan to Nice, and uh, Nelson may follow this trend too, going out on loan. I think it's good for him to get some playing time. And it looks like Balagar might be on his way out. It just seems like his wage demands are a little crazy, and I don't know if they're going to stick with Enkedia, you know? That's the club's decision. Um, I'd like to see Balagoon, but I'm pretty sure he's asking for, like, six-figure incomes, and it's like, dude, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's a bit much for how young you are, but he is good, so we'll see what happens there. I'm sure there's other products that could follow in the same footsteps and won't be so greedy, but we'll see. I don't even know how it is. I mean, it's just, that's... That's the guy that, uh, that's the agent, you know, they're the ones that make up the deals, but, uh, we saw an incoming transfer was just signed for the rest of this year on loan, and that is Martin Odegaard. Uh, 
That happened yesterday, and it looks like he plays as a wide winger, as a cam, and has a very lethal free kick from what I've seen from highlight reels and just people talking and discussing about him in general. Something we could use, so we'll see what happens. And I know the last name mentioned that Arsenal are looking at is uh, Ryan Bertrand from Southampton. He's looking to play for a top six club. I'm glad he still thinks maybe we're a part of that. And we'll see what happens. We're almost at the end of the month, and anything can happen, right? But we've got Manchester United on Saturday, and it's time to show the Red Devils what we're made of. If Sheffield United can beat Manchester United, why can't we do it again? We've already beat them at Old Trafford 1-0. Now they're coming to our home. You want to come into the Emirates and try to mess up things? You want to try to mess up our undefeated streak? I think not. I think not. But we'll see. It's always a tough match against those guys, so... So Love and light, my friends. Until next time. Come on, you gunners! So kiss, 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 so